Hey everybody, this is Tron Unicorn here to introduce this episode of my podcast, which is an interview with R, who is a major, uh, you know, friendship of mine, but she's also presented on my YouTube channel uh, for a lot of the activities and adventures that I've been on over the last uh, year and so, year and a bit. So R is, uh, you know, freshly into the sex positive lifestyle too. She's been in here, you know, like about a year or two, um, basically because of my content, uh, She found her way there for the most part, and uh, we found each other, and uh, the rest is is basically history on YouTube. So this is just going to be an audio version of our hangout where I cover how we met. We talk in detail about how she wrote me a letter off, you know, I was just some girl on the internet, and she wrote me some letter, and uh, we basically ended up meeting. And, uh, yeah. And so she also talks about her own sexual evolution and the different phases that she's been in. Um, we also talk about the fact that, you know, she has watched all of my content and she's probably the first person to watch it all. Um, maybe Steve is a close second, but basically she has, you know, talked about the channel, uh, journey I have been on with the variation of how my content has changed over time. And uh, she definitely knows me well as a person. She's a real friend. And she talks, uh, you know, a lot about how I am, you know, a bit anti-authority and I don't like to color in the lines and, um, you know, I'm pretty blunt and vulgar when I want to be. So this is a fantastic uh, hangout with R. I can't wait for you to hear it and uh, hope that you give uh, this podcast a rating of five stars. If you enjoyed it, I'd appreciate it. Hey, everybody. It is Charney Unicorn here with R. Say hello. Hi. And this is our podcast. This is an audio format. We are not given a single shit about how we're presenting for a camera. And we're curious to see how that translates into with the conversation. Right? Yep. What she, what she said. Okay, she's going to pull, pull, pull more out than that. I mean, she says she's shy in front of the camera. You, you admit that, right? Mm-hmm. So... I think it's interesting what happens when the camera's not on you, but in a way you might forget that the room is being eavesdropped on, and that's kind of what happens. So we'll see. Now she's given that you. We'll see. We'll crack her open. We'll 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 we'll, we'll foreplay it up till we get her. That's right. Just know. just like you know, with everything else, you have to kind of warm me up for it. That's but, true. You know. That's very true. We need an on ramp to the podcast. You know what I do want to talk to you about on this podcast? It just it just came to me. All right. Because I think me people might want to know this part of our lives because this doesn't make the YouTube channel a lot. What is it like? Let's talk about this. What is it like as two girls who found each other in life and put a journey on YouTube together? Like it is not, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not a together channel. It's my channel. You're a guest on it, but you clearly have influenced at least a year and a half's worth of content on a two-year-old channel, right? Like, it's not, you know, it's like I birthed you in a way, you know? Uh, well, let's remember where I started, where I didn't even want to be near the camera. Mm-hmm. You remember that? You were walking away from the camera as I was filming you, and I was like, stay here. <laughs> you made me do it. Um, I did. You looked uncomfortable, yeah. Yeah, and then... Uh, and then I was able to go blurred, and it happened once, yeah. happened twice. And then next thing you know, it just sort of took on a life of its own. It did, and it wasn't like you sought it out, which I think always appealed to me. 
I didn't want to share the spotlight. I wanted to be gracious with the spotlight with somebody, but I didn't want someone to make themselves at home on my channel and take it for themselves. That was an important thing for me. So your humbleness about my channel doesn't get old to me, right? It's like... <laughs> I still don't want to be known. Like, yeah. you know, forget about me, guys. Forget about me. But in a way, that's what it's endearing about yeah. you, is that you are, people are very fortunate to get any access to your stories and my stories, right? And we are, we're revealing it, and, and little did we know, people are coming back and saying stuff to us that makes us feel like we're changing lives for the better. Yeah. And that's pretty crazy, too. So let's back it up. So this is something that, I want to dive into, we're a little stone. we're drinking some milkshakes, <laughs> and we're about to have an audio-only chat, so let's see how this goes. But let's go back to that day. Tell tell the, the listeners how you saw and, and heard of Toronto Unicorn and how, you, how we met. Okay, going way back, uh, one day I was at home, uh, and I was surfing the internet and somehow I'm, I'm not sure I'm sure I was looking for something sex related sex club something something I'm not sure I end up falling on one of your videos and I went oh what's this and I watched this girl just express herself in you know like I, I don't know how to explain it it was just so free and raw and and open and putting your entire life exposed on the internet. Everything I wouldn't do, by yeah, the way. True, yeah, true. <laughs> everything I wouldn't do. Not healthy. Anyway. Yeah. Everything I wouldn't do, and there you are, completely, you know, exposing yourself. And then that's, I mean, not physically exposing yourself, but, but showing what's true in your life. Authentic. You. And so, for some reason, I felt a kindred spirit, mm -hmm. and I wrote to you. Now... Just let me be clear, that is not something I do. I don't know any YouTubers, I don't know influencers. It's it's just not my bag. And why did I write to you? And a novel like that? <laughs> I binge watched your content. You know, like I binged it. I'm sitting in my backyard yeah. one after another after another. I, I admit I smoked some good weed. Yeah. But that's hey, that's how I got to that's, that's, that's fantastic. I like I like when people almost get drunk off my content when they first read when they first greet it. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, I've got a taste, I need more. And like then what topics you know so that's good to hear but did, were you looking for swinger sex topics and I just happened to show up or did you get captivated by by my personality and then when I started speaking about that was how you got introduced to the lifestyle to be honest with you I am not a hundred percent sure I have I feel like I was already at Oasis before I knew you or knew of you or it was early in the summer at some point <clears throat> so I'm not a hundred percent sure okay. exactly of the order of things but all I know is when I wrote you, it was after I'd already been to Oasis, I think. Okay. And so maybe I was looking for information on, I'm not sure, but okay. it's it's all a blur because I've watched so much of it that day. It yeah. might have been your viral video mm -hmm. that I caught, and that was when you were chomping down and eating pizza and whatever. And chewing on bubble tea. Chewing on bubble yeah. tea. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was something so authentic about it. So... Yeah, I guess I thought I started watching content after that, and, uh, and I reached out to you. Okay, so you had already had an interest in the sex club, so it wasn't like I introduced that idea to you. That no, and I think it's through that that I somehow found out about Okay, you. that makes sense, because when people say that, how, like, how did you find me? They're like, oh, I searched, like, sex club or always stock lounge or whatever, so I'm like, okay, that makes sense. That's how people find me, is they're searching for it, most part. I'm, that's my point, though, is I'm trying to get my content in front of people who don't even know to search yet. 
Um, that's my goal. So yeah, so then you reached out, you wrote me a very long, well thought out email. Non stalkerish type email. <laughs> Not it wasn't stalkerish. I didn't get that vibe. Yeah. It was I was new in my influencer space where I had been getting any sort of fan attention. I hadn't even used the word fan before. Like I was just getting very new to it. And so I had gotten a few like love letters and stuff, of course, but like this was from a chick. Like this was from a girl. And I didn't even like according to YouTube, like that's like five percent of my audience. So like what are the odds that a girl's gonna reach out? I also don't like to read. Now this is something that only my really close friends really know about me that stays consistent, but now um, R has shown me a, um, an actual, um, what is it called, an a, a iPhone technique or tool that is just like a, what is it, a usability? It's, it, it'll, yeah, it's like accessibility. Yes. You can speak. Yeah, so I can highlight something and say speak instead of like copy paste. And then I can listen, when someone writes me a long love letter, I can listen to it instead of reading it. And that's why, like, it helps me. So anyways, here I am opening this long letter from some chick I don't know. And I'm like, what is this? So I read it. And, like, we're, we don't even have to read it now. It doesn't matter. But it was really, I mean, maybe one day we'll get there. But maybe just on my fan page, too. I mean, that's really intimate, right? Like, it's a really, you know, intimate reach out. But it, the point was, it was thorough. You said what you liked about my content. You said that you felt a con you know a connection, and you told me enough about you that I would give a shit. Like you know, and like I think you even included a picture. And I had good grammar. Yes, and oh, that gets me very intrigued as a human when someone has good grammar. It just does. I notice it. It stands out. I'm the same way. Yeah. So, anyways, um, I remember responding, but like I took I took a long time. Or I took a long time. Because I take a long time to respond to some things. Comments, I've recently went through my YouTube and finished. Some of them are six months old that I finally got to, okay? I still got to them. I do, I try. So it's one of those things where I got to, I wanted to respond to your very thoughtful email. So I responded, expecting it to be like, well, no, niceties, whatever. Anyways, and it went back and forth a little bit. Anyways, you already were going to be at Oasis, and I was going to be at Oasis. So we were going to run into each other. And I remember when we did and where we were sitting. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where it's all a blur after that. <laughs> like, as soon as I saw you, I don't know what how fast it was, but the rest is history. Like, it, it did take more than the first day to know each other. Really? In the pool, yeah. right? Like, we, you know, you weren't freaking, you didn't creep me out, you didn't touch me without consent, all those things mattered, and, like, you were normal-looking, um, <laughs> you were interesting to talk to, and you were a single girl on uh, a new awakening journey, and I was comfortable in this journey already, and you were a fan of my content, and you made my me feel, in a, in a way, like a star, like, you made me feel like my content was binge-worthy by somebody else. And that was a really validating experience when I'm really putting myself out there. We were doing this, when was this? In Ju July, August of 2021, I think. Yeah. Does that sound about right? It does sound about right. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's how long it's been now. And you, you and I have both grown on this journey so fucking much. Like, you started with the concept of two men in the same day probably being, like, a very exotic idea. And now you're like, that's a slow night. <laughs> that's a slow night. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. Right? No, that's not true. 
it's true. It's it's um, it's come full circle though. Like it's evolved so much, and I've tried a bit of everything, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm still trying a bit of everything, and I'm finding myself in situations that I couldn't have even imagined. You they know, even imagine wanting, yeah. It, it, or knowing that they even existed yeah. before this. True. You know? I mean, it's it's uh, all kinds of dynamics, all kinds of people, people from all walks of life. And I'll tell you, I've never met more friendly and accepting people than swingers. I know. It's very true. And it's very quick that you realize that. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know how you make friends at, like, summer camp? When you yeah. go to summer camp, it's like you're bonded because you're in the same cabin and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's like that. It's like, yeah. it's almost instant. You You... Yeah, it's know? like if you go to like a Star Trek convention and you see somebody else in a Star Trek like costume, you have a bond. You have a way of um, giving them a nod, and they're like a respect across the room, right? In a way, swingers are like that. It's like, oh, you're in the lifestyle. Oh, so that's so cool. You know, I'm just I don't know, more open and accepting. I think so. It's like uh, great kumbaya. Like there's still, there's still the outliers. There's still people who are shady, who you know, come and cheat on their partners or try to steal people's partners on their way to the bathroom, like whatever it is, there's things that maybe people just don't know the etiquette and they need a crash course to learn too. Some people, you know, don't know what this lifestyle is all about and so they just don't know the the right way to do things, right? So I just know that this lifestyle has really shown us that we can change and jealousy is one of those things and I think... Um, body image is, is another one. So let's talk about the journey that we came on as friends. Not so much the sexual stuff we've okay. accomplished, because that's already on YouTube. Right. But me and you met. I was a new vlogger. I was. I used to be very uh, self-conscious about bringing a phone out in public and taking a video. I never wanted to be that person. I just did it. Could have fooled me. I know, right? I just never Could've wanted, and no offense to anyone or even myself, but I felt like it could look a little narcissistic and I didn't want to project that when I'm very authentic and a real person. And so for me, I thought it just looks wrong compared to what I feel and am. Having said that, I feel a little judgy about that now, but (laughs) having said that, I was new to this and I was not slowing down. I was going to be taking that video with or without you in front of it, but I would encourage you. I'd be like, come on, like to tell us what happened. And inch by inch, you know, night by night, you would get a little bit more comfortable at the club, a little bit more comfortable in your sexuality, and it would show. And so I was, you know, having good success, no success, all sorts of things. But with you, it was almost more of a linear progression of first trying everything at once, you know, like binge eating at the sex club. It kind of was. (laughs) Right. And then now you, you don't even have sex with strangers, really. No. Not anymore. No, like you, you've fulfilled those fantasies, knocked them off your list. Yeah. You've you've gotten some great contacts and networking out of it, and, and met some great people. And now, from you know the last few months, it's been people who you already know. Yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's come full circle, yeah. in that sense. You know, I I set out on a mission um, to you know I guess fulfill some fantasies, and that was pretty much it. You know, I didn't expect to find you know you there yeah a girl <laughs> a, a girl, straight yeah. girl a friend yeah like, that, that I wasn't you know I wasn't gonna play with you um did you ever want to lick my pussy no you're never, straight never you're I don't straight. even want to see it and when I see it by accident at I'm least like, they're ah. not curtain me <laughs> no they're fine yours are beautiful they're beautiful curtains 
Now that the world knows. <laughs> it's come full circle. I do not have sex with strangers anymore. I did. I fulfilled my fantasies and learned to do different things. I tried some things that, yeah, okay, it was all right, but I don't gravitate towards that. There's certain things that I would like to try that I haven't yet. And there's places I'm finding myself that I would never have imagined. Yeah. So, you know, whether you asked me about being straight uh, in a different video, <laughs> and I really yeah. liked your answer, you know, when you... Ish. Yes, straight ish. ish. And you said, uh, still? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. yeah, that's what's seeming to, you know, produce as well. There's a lot more flexibility in my thinking. Open-mindedness. It's true, and that's just it. As long as you have an open mind, the world continues to stay interesting because even you'll be more interested to watch things that you maybe didn't watch before. It doesn't mean you want to do them, yeah. but maybe you want to watch them. <laughs> or, like, you know, it's, just, it's interesting. I just think that our journeys are, are far from over, obviously, but at some point in our lives, they'll probably diverge in some way when, you know, you marry marry up and get the picket fence or something. Yeah, because that's, that's exactly what I'm looking for at the sex club, is a picket fence yeah. and uh, and marriage. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> no. no, not really. I'm, I'm kind of enjoying where I am right now. I'm, I'm enjoying the freedom, the, the multiple different facets of my life. You know, I have facets in the club and out of the club, yeah. and yet it's all very lifestyle-related. So um, it really does take over. I remember early in our friendship, I would throw hotel parties. Yes. And I was very new still to the idea of having my friends have sex around me but not with me. So I, I had said that I, I couldn't invite you because I would feel too uncomfortable with someone in the room who I wasn't going to be sleeping with but might be sleeping with. Like, maybe, like their saliva's on the dick that I'm about to suck. Like... Oh, by the way, this is a podcast, so we can say the bad words. Oh, that's there. good. We can I say dick and suck. Oh, we can say oh, everything good. here. Okay. Everything. Good to know. Kind bitch, cut like everything. <laughs> so, anyways, like let's be vulgar, you know. Um, yeah. So for me, there there was just it wasn't I, it wasn't one my fantasy involved, okay, and I wasn't comfortable doing it. Now you felt a bit left out because it was COVID and things were closed, and this was where we were hanging out, and it, in a way you felt excluded. And I remember at the time thinking, I just can't bend on this. I, I, I won't, I'm not comfortable, therefore I will not bend on this. I didn't think that would ever change. I didn't. And you were patient because you have to be when someone has a boundary too, right? But you were patient about it because you didn't, you didn't want to sleep with me, but you, just, you wanted to be included in the party. You wanted to be part of the scene. You were very respectful of what I wanted and, and didn't want and involved. But you just didn't understand my boundary, right? It was a little too extreme. And I just remember thinking, you know, as long as you respect it, it's fine. I did not think it would change. And now, I am in the room with you and B was the first time we really had that moment. And it was flawless. It was, great. you know, because I can touch you, but I don't touch you in a sexual way. I don't even touch your boobs. No. I touch your hair. I touch your neck. I touch you as a friend, where yeah. a friend would touch you still. Yeah. Um, I've never touched your meat curtains. No. Um, no. <laughs> and that would freak me out, I think. I like, think to, yeah, I, I think, think it so. would be like a jolt of electricity kind of weird. Yeah, and I, I hope one day I don't forget that by accident and do that because I could, it, you never know, right? Yeah. It, 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 that could happen to me too, right? It, anything. So it's one of those things where from for now, I know when I'm an assistant role, though, yeah. and that's very, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sexually aroused. Like I'm, I'm, it's interesting. I actually don't get sexually aroused. 
I get intellectually aroused by it. It's interesting. I don't, da, 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 da. I don't do that little thing there. You've never seen me play with myself when no. I watch people have sex. It's no. just like something that doesn't occur to me. No. no. I imagine that it's just something that you retain. Like, I'm the same way. If I watch things, somebody asked me that once. Like, when you, when you watch the scenes, are you playing with yourself? Mm-hmm. And I can absolutely answer no. Like, I just, I don't sit there and play myself where a lot of men do. Mm-hmm. They'll watch and they'll they'll stroke at the same time. Yeah. But I just don't do that. I mean, I'm, I watch and I'm interested. And I guess the arousal comes on the inside. And whether yeah. it's from that moment or for, for later, for myself, depends on yeah. what the scene is and Look, what I the circumstances I also are. don't masturbate later to the scenes that I've read. I don't. I don't, I don't necessarily even, either. I don't. I don't even really think about them that much more. After, yeah. I, after I do the, the story times, the videos and the vlogs, yeah. It's just like they're in the archives. It's like I don't go back and like diddle myself to them. It's like no, exactly. I need to keep going. I need to do it again. I need to build more. You know. Yeah, I hear you. So, it's been about a year and a half that we've known each other. Yeah. Is there anything that you want to say about the journey that about my side about the reflectiveness of what happened for my side in that journey? Well, I have seen your content shift uh, a whole ton between the beginning when I knew you into where we are today. Um, when I knew you, you started, you had a lot of modeling videos. <laughs> you had a lot of, um, I think you had more foul language videos on YouTube that got you in trouble yeah. and things. And so I saw you learn how to um, better express yourself to stay within guidelines. That's true. And, you know, you fought that, actually. I remember telling you, like, you have a choice, like you, because you didn't want to tone it down, right? You're like, no one's going to have authority over me. So I didn't want to be a, I didn't want to be vocally neutered. There you go. That's that's a good way to put it. I am blunt as fuck, and I can talk to make you know the most seasoned truckers blush, okay? But no one knows because I'm so fucking clean on YouTube, <laughs> and I sit with my legs closed, and I have to put underwear on now because I had to blur my vagina one too many times because I would lift my leg the wrong way and a lip would fall out. <laughs> and it's my, my pussy fell out. Right? And I know for some people, it's like, how could you accidentally have your pussy fall out? But for me, I'm like, it's very obvious that it happens often because I'm very easygoing with my clothing and stuff. Like, I'm comfortable about my swinger, around my swinger friends. I don't care if they actually see my underwear. It's not the end of the world. So now that I'm on a podcast, now that it's audio... It's Spotify and iTunes instead of, you know, YouTube and, and, and Instagram and TikTok. Let's get fucking vulgar, bitch. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's right. do it upright. I'm about to fucking, you know, offend some people by accident probably, but whatever. I think we segued. Wasn't I talking about how how you were, your journey, you were very, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so you were much more vulgar than you are today mm-hmm. in, the, in the use of... of words and is it authentic absolutely it's authentic but i told you you had to play within the guidelines if you didn't want to get in trouble what's more important to you i hated that resistance. i know but to keep the channel or to or or to you know be right like which is which do you want you know and you had to make a choice and i think that you figured out a way to moderate within reason and to play color within the lines yeah exactly but having said that I'm like that kid in school with a knee bumping up and down under the desk, looking around, thinking, who else? 
wants to skip this class. <laughs> I, I don't know. So I really am not a color in the lines type of person. No, but and it's it's very hard to get you to color within the lines, and that's why I'm going to say you toe the line. Mm. You toe the line as much as you possibly can, and every so often you get a little slap again, and that's a reminder true. that you need to color a little bit better. And that's why the podcast it might take me a few episodes to get comfortable being as vulgar as I've been. I've been closeted as that. Yeah. Because I can't. Pro- I mean, my OnlyFans gets it. They get. They get my vulgar. They get my after dark versions of stories and stuff, right? So like, they're gonna get that. But that's just a small subset of the of my viewers. So. Yeah. So I mean, our journey. My content has changed, but I also. I was. I'm not doing lingerie dancing videos anymore. No. no you moved out of that. You moved into. I remember pillow talk. Remember that? Yes. We had that discussion. And even that pillow that's up there. Um, yeah. the other side of it and everything yeah. to have your face on it. We developed a lot of different things like just having smoked some weed and just throwing out ideas of things and you're very yeah. decisive, right? Like mm-hmm. you either like something or you don't. It's very clear. I'll give you two options. You'll tell me one or the other. And so I give you a nice list of stuff and you're like, yep, yep, nope, nope. Like you're very decisive. So yeah. you're easy to work with that way. And I, I think I like to think I take criticism perfectly okay that if if you veto my my idea that I don't take it personally like yeah. Yeah. you know it's it's an idea just like some other ideas some are good some are bad right some have been brilliant I might add <laughs> it's true it's true you know and uh, and for that you know like role of consultant is just where I want to be because you're a doer the minute you're like yes that's a good idea it's done in like three minutes I'm like what? it's true <laughs> Holy. And, and just to catch the audience up are consults with me on business decisions. So I'm like, okay, should I start a podcast? What should my logo be? What should, you know, like she, she weighs in on a lot of these things. Um, so what people may not know is how often do we talk? Oh my God, every day? How, and sometimes on the phone for hours oh. every day. Even though you <laughs> see us on video a lot, you do not see 90% of the times that R and I are hanging out because it's just normal times or on the phone or whatever. So it's just so fascinating how we don't get sick of each other, really. I know. It's crazy. I should get sick of you. I know. But you also watch <laughs> my content after you hang out with me. And I that know. goes to show that there's some robustness in this in this brand, in somebody who's engaged in it. It's not fizzling out. For me, that's huge. Because I'm not a croc. No offense to crocs. But you have a certain upswing. And sometimes if you don't you know, have a new product or a new hook, you come right down again and lose the momentum. But with you, you didn't lose interest in me just by it consuming me for a few months. That's good. That's good news for me. Yeah. That means there's a longevity to my and listeners. And have I consumed you? Holy crap, have I consumed a lot. Yes. <laughs> and I love that about you because it means a lot to me that my friends engage with my content. It does. I, I wish it didn't because I know it's a burden to people who don't have the time or the interest. But it just touches my heart a lot more when people have watched my latest video or like, you know, it just, it touches my heart in a way that it matters, you know? Oh. Yeah. And like you and Steve compete about who, who is the more diehard fan. And by the way, I am the number one fan, <laughs> but you know, I know that he would probably want to go head to head in the trivia. Yeah. And because my memory is shot, Steve, I give you already the mm. win. Well, it doesn't, maybe we don't do trivia, but maybe we do, well, it has to be kind of something related to that. But yeah, you guys are like, sometimes I'll give you shit. 
if I'm like, well, it's been 12 hours and you still haven't watched the video, I'm like, Steve already did. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, I was sleeping for the last 12 hours. And that's just that you have a legit reason, too. And you're like, sorry, I didn't squeeze it in. But I'm like, did you not use the bathroom? Is that not an opportunity? Like, <laughs> Were you not at red lights five times at least? Right. You had 10 minutes in total. Right. Yeah, it's, uh... So here's what's interesting is they my listeners don't get a lot of our banter, right? Because we don't do very many long format sit down, whatever. It's a lot to sit on camera and look cute for a long time or whatever. But this is different. We're not on camera. We're hanging out, we're picking our eyes, <laughs> our eye crust, you know, we're doing whatever we need to do. Hanging out in sweats. Right. We're smoking weed, drinking milkshakes and um, you know, it's just it's a different vibe, so yeah. Why don't you carry on? So, yeah, so you saw that you saw my channel change. You saw me change as an influencer. Yeah, and also as a swinger. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first met you, you were, you were, you had a swinging partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is where all the hotel parties were coming from and, you know, the good times. And I was following that while I was doing my own thing as well with lots of different strangers. I remember you picked one, picked yeah. them on DTF if you watch those DTF videos. Yeah. I went through that phase and um, and then we both kind of moved on from there as well, you know, yeah. like we, we, yeah. Like I orgy direct now, which yeah. I enjoy, but only for my friends really, like maybe a friend of a friend, but I just realized like there is, it's an intimate thing to do for someone and like for now I just want to keep it there, but. But yeah, and I just I remember like helping run your first fantasy scene too, and like yeah. I'm not gonna lie, when I you know I, I I saw an opportunity to help. I'm I'm like a backseat driver in sex, but like it, it's appreciated sometimes, um, and so I tried to to do that because I wasn't having a lot of sex there, so I tried to like intervene and like help my friends have better sex, and it worked, and uh, kind of caught on, and now now I mean it's 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 not only created. What we've noticed, R and I have noticed, is it's not only created other people to recognize the need for a role like this, even amongst their friends. They can they can designate someone to just be an overseer, right? They can do that. I've noticed that. But what I've noticed is people communicate now more. They literally say more about, "Oh, I'm looking for just this." They don't. They're not shy about saying, "Oh, I'm not sucking dick tonight," or like, "I'm just taking," you know, like you know, six men and like you know, whatever it is. They're asking for more, what they want more. Once they've had an experience with me, I've learned. Especially Amber. Amber, I've, I've seen develop from saying nothing in sex to saying really good constructive feedback, helping a guy know how to please her. It's been great to watch. Well, just in the last time uh, when I was with uh, two people, yeah, you were there as well and making me say yeah. what I wanted. Yeah, that was when the guy was eating you. Yes, that one? yes. Yeah, so he was literally licking your pussy in front of me. And I was leaning over, basically. I was right there because, like, it was a small room and I was invited in. And, yeah, I just, it was funny, though, because. You made me describe. Yeah. It, it, I just know as a woman, we just, it's like in a car with someone, they can't see all the times I flinch. Right? Even though I'm nervous, they don't know. I'm just in the passenger seat. So the guy down there doesn't know what to do. And it's not his fault. It's, any, it's not their fault. They don't know your your map. So you need to ma- to guide them, right? And so what was good is that you were not doing that. I noticed that. He was still doing a fantastic oh, job. Yeah. He didn't need the help. Definitely it was that not. you just were upping the level of what he could bring you, which for him, who was an experienced oral you know, giver, that probably gave him a challenge. And, and actually, I mean, he definitely knows what he's doing. But like you said, everyone's map is a little different. 
So to be able to articulate what was probably in my head but not coming out of my mouth, um, it was good. So you you sort of made me think about it and what I needed to say to get him to take it to the next level. And you showed him. You put your fingers and you put it where on your vagina. You said you like read this part, read this part. And, uh, and it was helpful. Yeah. And that's when he opened and closed your meat curtains. And that's when <laughs> you will forever have a meat curtain vagina for me. It's a beautiful vagina. I'm not trying to mo- mock you at all. It's just different than mine. And, and I don't have curtains. No, you do not. So <laughs> I just wanted to address the fact that it was like, I, this guy was like, he was great too. He was really open-minded about taking the feedback. Some guys yeah. can be a little, oh, he's you very know, open-minded. Yeah. yeah, like they don't want to get bum hurt about it, but... Um, it's just, they, they also can't deliver unless they know how to, to excel, you know? And so it's great that women, you know, specifically can figure out how to do it. Now, having said that, and I'm not mentioning any names, but in the orgy director realm, I, I tend to bring a certain diplomatic flair. So I'm not in there barking orders at people. I don't think I would get the same reception, right? I'm there being like, oh, she likes her boobs grabbed. I'm not saying... Make sure, you know, grab her boobs. I'm just saying she likes to boob scrap. Like, so they'll take the initiative. You're encouraging them. Yeah. Rather than telling them what to do. Or, or making them feel like they're doing it wrong. They're right. not. I'm, t- I'm giving them the You're the giving key. them an option. Yeah. Uh, a cue. But then I noticed someone who was, not you, who was, I would say, emulating or trying. And it was barking orders. And I was like, oh, no, I have to talk to this figure about that. Because it doesn't come across the same when you're like, Put it in her mouth. Like, you're, like, a, on the bench, yelling to your, to the, like, who's, like, who's this chick probably <laughs> like, right? But I just noticed this person didn't do it necessarily as diplomatically, and so I did talk to them about it after, because I was like, look, I think you'll have a better response if you, if you say it more encouragingly. Um, like, oh, she would really like it if you did this. Yeah. Oh, because, oh, that's good, right? So, yeah, so it was funny, because it goes to show that this is, not everyone, this doesn't come naturally to people definitely doesn't come naturally to me so that's why I like to watch you because that's how I learn is I've learned some key phrases like ways to say things from you you know tell tell the audio what have you learned oh well you you know when you when you tell them you know make sure you call her a good girl yeah um you'll say things like you know you'll talk to the to the girl and you'll say you can take it deeper take it deeper you know like shove her head on it yeah, yeah and you'll 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 be physically there to do that um, you know, tell her she's doing a good job. You, yeah. you remind the gentleman, use your voice, tell her, grab her hair. Yeah. Remind them that they have permission to do exactly. that. Exactly. You know, uh, there might be guys who like to grab the hair, but would never dare because they're afraid of what she, this girl, they don't know yeah. what she might say. But if you encourage that kind yeah. of thing, yeah. then it's like a green light of consent to do it. Exactly. It's understood like that. And especially, like, with her, she's, like, one of the, the, the girls that I, I usually dom, um, Miss Jala Valentine, sometimes she wants to be degraded and all that, right? And so that took me a long time in the lifestyle to even understand, okay? it I'm not going to lie. I was like, what the F? But non-judgmentally, but also a bit judgmentally, because I was like, I don't understand it. If I can't understand something, it's just, why are these things happening, right? So... The more in the lifestyle, the more I've learned to understand that sexual arousal sometimes does not make sense with what should be and shouldn't be, right? Okay, like I 
have seen it firsthand in my own sexual arousal, things that turn me on that would offend me in the day-to-day stuff, right? So I'm like, okay, stop. Like, you can't judge people uh, for what, you know, gets their sexual energies there, right? If, unless it's, like, you know, illegal kind of thing. Um, so basically, my channel has changed, I've changed, you've changed. I know we have a lot of content to make in the future. I know we'll be making more vlogs. I know one day it'll trail off and that we'll stop taking video of our lives. And I think it's a really beautiful thing that we have captured our friendship in front of the camera for people to, to see it grow with us, right? That's true. And for us to always have this memory. So when we're, you know, dementia in, in, in an old age home, just put, put my YouTube on autoplay. It's fantastic. I'll just remember my whole life, you know? Well, most of it. And, so. you know, shout out to all the people that we've met through this lifestyle. Like, yeah. I, I mean... Hundreds and hundreds of people, different people from different walks of life, uh, yeah. other people involved in the in the lifestyle. Um, you know, it's it's. I, I'll come back to the same thing I've told you before. The most surprising thing that I've learned in this lifestyle is just how many people are in it. Yes. You would not imagine. You cannot imagine. Like there's one of our friends who's an elementary school teacher who comes and takes multiple gang bangs and stuff like, and then you know goes to work the next day. You'd never know. That's it, you know. You, yeah. And and people from all walks of life, you know, yeah. uh, professional, blue collar, white collar, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, you know, the, there's students, there's there's retired people. A lot of religious spectrum too. I mean, there's mm -hmm. really people there who would be support. You'd be surprised. Yes, you absolutely would be surprised. So yeah, it's it's um, to me that was the biggest surprise is that it was so such an underground kind of lifestyle yeah. exists, and yet so many are involved in it. I can see why the the Freemasons might exist too. Like it's the same kind of thing. It's like the secret the secret society, yeah. and uh, and and you know they wonder is it does it exist? Does it not exist? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Yeah, it exists. Like. Yeah. It's easy to be part of a secret club. We're we're doing it every day. Yeah, except I'm making it not so secret. Well, this is it. You're educating people to get involved in the secret lifestyle. Yeah. And although that you found your way to the lifestyle technically without me, I have directly oh, influenced, yeah. like, for example, Amelia. I've um, met a lot of the people you've influenced. Yeah. I've heard it. Every time we go, it's, uh, you know, somebody recognizes you. Somebody will say, hey, it's because of you that, you know, we had the courage to come. It's true, and it, it, it doesn't get old for me to still see that excitement in their faces and stuff, yeah. right? Now, this is something that um, I want to tell the viewers. This was the day that R stopped cringing when, when we get recognized and started blushing, okay? It was always like, you know, you're very worried about your anonymity, as you should be. You're blurred on all my content, right? But not on my OnlyFans, wink, wink. Um, we have some unblurred videos there. And content, you know, but basically you kind of were a little cringeworthy when someone would recognize you at the club. Yeah, it was just so unexpected, and I'm kind of shy when it comes to that. So if somebody yeah. busted me because they recognized my my voice or they recognized because I was with you or whatever, I was out in. Yeah. Um, yeah, it used to it used to make me blush. It, it, in a way that you're like hiding your face a little bit, but then then there were these young hot, like, football player-looking guys. 
they look varsity type, yeah. you know? They look like they're college uh, football players, quarterbacks, all of them. Yeah, and, like, tell the story, because, like, it was, a, it, so, I was just so observing. Yeah. So they had, they had recognized you in the locker room and were talking to you, mm-hmm. and, you know, they were fangirling on you, if mm-hmm. you can say that. Yeah, which is kind of cool, too. Yeah. Right, you know, and I walked in, and one of them turned and saw me, and immediately, somehow, or maybe I'd said something, I don't know what it was, but immediately recognized and said, Oh my God! It's the legendary R. Yeah. <laughs> and I just looked. I looked at you. I think, yeah. like with my eyes wide open, and instead of cringing like I normally would, I like pump fisted legendary. Yeah. Like right? I, I just embraced it at that moment. I'm like, yes, yes, that's me, legendary. And that was like you could have fucked those boys, like because of your status of of that. And that was the day that I remember L also got recognized uh, on my channel and she was for the first time basking in the attention that she could get from guys for being on my channel and I remember paying my bar tab while this was happening smiling knowing this was happening because I was not involved in it but I needed you guys to start enjoying this fucking recognition because I was going to be downhill real fast if you didn't and so it was it was a turning point and, uh, and ever since then, the legendary R has been kind of a slang phrase in our friendship. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. very true. So, yeah, yeah that that kind of happened. And I guess you know, rather than fighting it, it kept coming. It kept coming in waves. And yeah. so, I think at that at that very moment, I looked around and I said, "Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm legendary. Exactly. Right on, I'm legendary." And I just yeah, ran with it. So. It's true. And now you have your choice of men. Basically, there you're like the goddess energy where you get to have choice of, of what kind of desires. Well, this is it, them. is that, you know, now I, I, I'm much more picky mm-hmm. about who I want to spend my time with. I have a lot more, like you say, opportunity. And, you know, it, there's a lot of people I'd love to spend time with. I just yeah. can't fit them all in in the same, you know, in the same week. So I... You know, some people I have a closer bond with than others. But even at the club, people. though, you have that kind of yes. selectiveness now. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, that's what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. is at the club, okay. you know, uh, um, I, I, I prefer to spend time with certain people. Yeah. Some days I just go just because I don't want to sit in the pool. I yeah. have zero intention of being with anyone. Mm-hmm. I rarely, if ever, go on a date. It can happen, yeah. but um, it's rare. I usually go as a single. And que sera, sera. What do we always say? No expectations, right? Okay. So, unless I'm specifically meeting somebody there, no expectations. Okay. We could probably wrap this up soon, but I wanted to yeah, I don't to know what the hell we're talking about. finalize this conversation by saying, "This is our friendship. We hang out and smoke weed together a lot, and like chit chat about life that never normally makes YouTube, right? Right. Um, because we do a lot together that does make YouTube, but not super interesting stuff, but just stuff, right?" So this is kind of a new way to have an eavesdrop audio, which is what I like the feel of. It's somebody in the room that, you know, we know is there, but in a way we're so much more comfortable because we can edit out any mistakes. It's not like we're on. We don't have to be on. We can just fuck up and, like, you know, we'll, we'll, oh, we'll yeah. fix it. And I fucked up. Me too, many times. And that's why the video's going to help me, right? So, yeah. yeah, so for me this is a, a really fun experiment, but is there anything we want to cap off this episode with? Uh, for the podcast and uh, and let our you know that they, that they should know about our friendship and the journey that we've had together so far. 
Oh my gosh. Well, you know, it was funny how we came together because it was 180 degrees different than what I would normally do. Yeah. Um, responding to me, you know, you had a you had a cross. What is it? A, a moment where you could make a decision one way or another. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you responded uh, when we ran into each other at, a, at at the club. Like we didn't we didn't plan that. It just happened, and I think I knew you were going or something like that. But either way. Uh, when I saw you there. Yeah, because you kept going in the day. That's what it was. You yeah. kept going in the day, and I was like, uh, I go at night. Like, I'm, I'm not going to run into you at the day. Like, yeah. I'm just not. And that's when you finally came at night. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, hey. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I, ran, I remember being in the pool and looking at every single person that, like, with blonde hair that walked by, thinking, is that her, is that her, is that her? Oh, Am I going to wow. recognize her? Like, you know, it's one thing to see you on the screen, but I recognize yeah. you in person. Uh, you know, it's certainly in a towel or naked. Yeah. Like you know, it's a it's a different context. And so, sure enough, it's hard not to with those eyes. Aren't her eyes just insane? <laughs> oh my God! I can't see. even it's look audio. into those. <laughs> they can't see. No, but if you if you can't see them and you want to, you just head over to YouTube. Yeah. Oh my God. So the eyes gave me away. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, it's yeah. uh, definitely it's mesmerizing. They glue. They glowed in the dark. Really, right? No, not bad. Sometimes it's nice when the moon hits it. Like, I've noticed the light had technically When the moon hits your eyes <laughs> like a big pizza pie, that's amore. Well, I think for me is what the, what the camera doesn't show is what a real friend you are. Like, you've talked me off some emotional, you know, moments where I might have acted in, immaturely or... Irrationally. Made, right, and you've calmed me down and made me make better choices. And my YouTube channel will never know the things that you have shielded them from. Um, you You're know, all welcome. <laughs> right? And, like, they're going to be curious. But, like, let's just say I'm a girl who gets girl feelings sometimes and has girl meltdowns. And I just don't show all that on my channel sometimes because that's not what it's all about. But I also, like, have struggles in my day-to-day. -day and, like, I struggle with overthinking and all of that. So you've had to be there for me when I had to make, you know, when I had tough things going on. And it wasn't always fun in games. And I think that there's a lot that my YouTube viewers wouldn't know is that I spent, you know, six months out of the last year, for, not the last six months, but the, you know, first one, devastated outside of the content I was making. I was dealing with a heartbreak of a friend, a friendship that ended, and I was not processing it very well. And, the, and I just, I remember doing my damnedest to be a good friend, but I had really worn my friendships thin with how much I couldn't process it over. Like, I was just not able to really fully get over it. Um, and so you really did, you know, get worn thin there. So I'm glad I bounced back to a place of rationality and uh, and consistency because it shows that I'm a real human too and, like, I'm, you know, I'm going to have these little things. But, yeah, it's a real friendship underneath. It's nothing of this. Nothing we do is for show. No. No. Like, it's just our life is just, you know, we're, we're turning the camera on and taking a glimpse and giving it to them, but we don't create the life that we want on camera. We just show our lives. Well, and this is it. And just for, for viewers who can't believe that we actually have a lifestyle like this, I personally didn't seek this out. It sort of happened. I mean, it started off really slow and really innocently, and it snowballed from there, and it has grown into something that I would never have anticipated nor asked for, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. But... I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying where I'm at. I'm enjoying the freedom of the open-mindedness. Um, yeah, I, I 
you know, I, I like where I'm at. Me too. I just like for me personally getting so many friendships out of this yeah. lifestyle is is the thing that is just really exciting for me to hang on to, whether or not, for example, if I ever did go, go celibate for some reason, if I had a, an illness or something, I would still be in the lifestyle because it's, it's not all about what my holes can do, right? It's about my and personality, whatever. So there's some sustainability there for me. And so for me, I like that it's more about a mindset and a lifestyle versus whether you actively have sex with people who aren't like your partners or whatever. Like, I just, I like that. There's a space for us, you know, other people want to say. And that's why, you know, I'll say you can be lifestyle without being swingers. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's a very important distinction, I think. Lifestyle can mean poly. It can mean a whole bunch of things. It doesn't have to mean that you're in the swinging scene. So the sex positive lifestyle is kind of the umbrella term. And then like, I would say ethical non-monogamy is also an umbrella term. And then there's all these things under it. And, like, swinging is just one piece. Exactly. And there's, there's lots of variations of swinging, too. Yeah, and, and a lot of people think the misconception that swinging is couples-only activity. Yeah, and I, I used math. to think that. No, but I used to think that. I did, too. I didn't know. Um, That's why it's hard to, like, judge that that mindset because I did, too. But then I'm like... you. That's why I'm here. That's why this podcast is here. And if you look back at episode one you'll hear that I started this journey on this podcast to specify that there is a space for singles in this lifestyle. And yeah. unless you failed math, you'll realize that when you have a threesome. Yeah. Okay. Which, so I think it was your sass that made me attracted to you in the first place uh, is to make me watch the rest of your videos. That's like good your to sarcasm know. and your sass. Because I am very sassy. You are, eh? I am. So I want to say thank you to R for doing this like audio chat. It's a new concept. Um, what do you think of it? What, what is your feel of it? I think I need a better outline. <laughs> so you want more of a topic to like kind of stick to? I think to? we need, yeah, we need, because we're, we're like, we spoke too much weed we can't remember. Because <laughs> we start down a tangent that we can't remember. Yeah. And maybe just like have a topic that we stick to and elaborate on from there. I think and, I have a new purpose for my whiteboard. Is that's what we'll do is we'll be like, okay, this, and then we'll have like key points. Yeah, that's it. And all we have to do is hit the key talking points. And that's great. Yeah. Uh, We're going to log off. Thank you everybody for listening.